Welcome to Always and Forever, Commentary Edition. And first of all, you do know me, Caitlin Illinich. And second of all, you should know me too. I'm Jeremy Rodriguez. In this special bonus episode, we are celebrating the 20th anniversary of One Tree Hill by giving you our audio commentary on the pilot episode of OTH, Season 1, Episode 1 which was written by the show's creator and showrunner, directed by Brian Gordon, and originally aired on the WB on September 23rd, 2003. Caitlin, I can't believe it's been 20 years. Like, how is that possible? I know. How? Honestly, like, how did that happen? (laughs) It's wild. We are getting a little old, I say. But... Yep. I am here. I am so excited to... Rewatch this. I haven't watched this episode since 2020, back when we started this little podcast. Yeah, I haven't rewatched any of the early stuff either. <laughs> it'll it'll be funny to like watch this thinking like, oh my god, they're babies. <laughs> and we were baby podcasters three years ago. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> we really didn't, but we're here. <laughs> I gotta say, I did re-listen to our pilot episode, and I and I don't want to like you know pat ourselves on the back too much, but I, I think we were pretty good even then. I have not listened back, but that is good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I mean, we definitely got better, of course, but like I think like in the first episode, it's pretty solid. I was like, look at us, like we're like pretty much on top of our game. Like this analysis is so thought out. <laughs> I love it. I have not to, to be listen. a total narcissist. Um, <laughs> Okay, oh, so uh, with that in mind, actually, um, so this podcast has been going on for three years. We finished season three. In a few days, we'll be launching season four. So for this commentary, Caitlin and I will be talking about everything and anything up until season three, episode 22. So if this is your first episode, listen, it's always and forever. Go back, listen to the other ones first. <laughs> But otherwise, if you haven't, if you're watching One Tree Hill completely spoiler free, you definitely want to have the context up until season three. So please keep that in mind. Because we have no idea what we're going to say. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anything will... is up up for grabs, basically. Yes, like... we, we may be completely unhinged. And, like, this audio will be completely unedited. So uh, watch what you're saying, Caitlin, like once we hit play on the episode. <laughs> Okay. Because, so, you know, Caitlin really needs to be kept in check. Like, some of the things she says is a little bit, mm. <laughs> So. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> anyway, um, give, give the listeners the description for this episode, though, Caitlin. I don't think you've ever actually read this description in the podcast form, so. No, this I don't think exciting. so. <laughs> right? This is taken from our OTH DVD box sets, right? Mm-hmm. All right. The description reads... Nathan Scott is Tree Hill High's biggest basketball star and is dating Peyton, a gorgeous cheerleader. Then his half-brother Lucas joins the team and threatens to take both Nathan's spot in the lineup and his girl. A gorgeous cheerleader. Like, <laughs> it's not that Peyton isn't gorgeous, but I just think that's such a weird descriptor for her. Like, It is. Like, I'd say she's beautiful. I don't know, like... And she is gorgeous, but, like, I don't know, it just seems like kind of like a weird adjective, especially in, like, season one, episode one. I know, I should throw that in there. It's like it mm. goes with cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, so, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, how this commentary will work, dear listeners, is that 
you will be playing the episode from your DVDs or the ad-free streaming service of your choice. And right now, you should have the episode pause at the zero, zero, zero mark. The whole point is you're, you're going to be watching the pilot episode with us. And then we will be counting you in with three, two, one, play. And on play, you will hit play. And then you will just listen to us talk about the episode as you watch it. I'm excited. We've never done anything like this before, Jeremy, so this is new. We never have. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how this goes. And listeners, like, let us know if you like this. Like, maybe we'll do this more often. Who knows? I know. It's a different experience. Mm-hmm. Should be fun. So I have my Hulu without ads. Pause at the zero zero mark. This is not a sponsored post. <laughs> and I'm ready to hit play. Are you ready to hit play, Caitlin? I am switching over. Okay. And I am ready when you are. Okay, so once again, I will do three, two, one, play. Don't do it now. And then we hit play as soon as I say play. All right. Three, two, one, play. I don't want to be anything other than what I've been. Oh, there's no song. Now we get 40-foot echo. Drift. <laughs> Iconic. So, I love it. Yeah, but it's still so weird that we don't get the Gavin DeGraw theme song, that we don't get Brooke Davis in this episode. I'm like, there's something missing from this pilot. <laughs> I know. It's true. Oh my god, Nathan is such a baby. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> Well, we know that James Lafferty was 17 when he filmed this. So when he actually, the pilot. in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the high energy song for the mm-hmm. opening song. It's just, it's great. And switching back and forth between the basketball game and then Lucas dribbling the ball. Oh, yeah, showing the difference between the two brothers here, yep. for sure. We see Nathan as the basketball star. He's like, you know, everybody's paying attention to him. Whereas there's Lucas on the streets. Alone, not on a team. Mm-hmm. Oh, Keith Scott Potty Shop. Remember those sweatshirts? Don't you have one? I have a shirt. I have a shirt. We need okay. to get you one, Jeremy. <laughs> I really do. I need more One Tree Hill merch. All I have is a Clothes Over Bros t-shirt. Yes, you got that for the uh, Drama Queens live tour. I did. Oh, God, Jimmy Edwards. This is a... Uh... I love Whitey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And we get Tim here, you know, from the very beginning. I it's know. interesting. Because then he just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> he disappears halfway through season three, as we know. Uh-huh. Very sad in this Brett Claywell.
I love to see Math and Jimmy. Like, ugh. Like, actually happy. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so weird and so foreboding to see it Jimmy is. here now. Especially, like, uh, almost a year since we've aired our episode on Season 3, Episode 16. Don't bother showering tonight. Which, that that comment is so not Peyton at all. (laughs) I I was just thinking that, too. It's like, that does not sound like something Peyton would say. Brooke, yes. That is a Brooke Davis line. Yeah, that is definitely a Brooke Davis line. I totally agree. Peyton? Like, what were they trying to make her out to oh, be in gosh. this pilot? Even in the well, first few episodes of this whole season. Well, Caitlin, she's a gorgeous cheerleader. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this opening sequence is kind of genius. I love the parallel. Mm-hmm. Like, just seeing both at the same time. And I love how this this doesn't really like show like tell you these two are brothers, but you can tell like he's wearing a Keith Scott Body Shop sweatshirt. Yeah. And then there's Nathan wearing a Scott jersey, so you can like infer that they're brothers or that they're related here. Yep, subtle hints. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love when a show can show rather than tell. Okay, Agreed. so this girl that Nathan is about to kiss, um, is played by Melissa Claire Egan. Who uh, ended up appearing as the bartender in episode seven of this season. Oh, interesting. I think I mentioned that in the episode seven, in our episode seven uh, podcast as well. But but yes, that's the bartender, the one that Brooke orders the screaming orgasm from. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. I love this song too. Hands Down by Dashboard Confessional. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, screech. Uh. <laughs> well, that was a close call. Mm-hmm. And it kind of shows, it, it's kind of symbolic that shows, like, they're, the way the brothers are colliding, mm-hmm. even though they're not physically colliding. This is, like, the moment when you feel like their lives are going to collide here. Yep, it is symbolic. This might kill me, so won't you? (laughs) (laughs) I was ready for it. This is really extreme prank, actually. Is it a prank? Or, I feel like yeah, the, way prank, but like, the way they're calling it a prank just seems like... It's a crime. Of, <laughs> it's a crime, for sure. I forgot the Jake's in this episode. <laughs> yes! I, don't, I think that's his only scene, though, isn't it? I think so. So he doesn't even have any speaking lines. And then Tim and Nathan are excused from it. White privilege much. I mean, he was the one driving it. I know. I don't know how they can... I don't know how they can hide that. 
I think it's just trying to illustrate the power that Dan has. But what do you think about it then? Like, what kind of power does Dan really have at this moment in time now? Like, he runs a, a dealership? He's like, not mayor yet. <laughs> yeah, he's not. So, I don't know what this is trying to prove, necessarily. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's rich. He's well off. And we know later on, let's really from Deb <laughs> and Deb's family's money. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting to say if uh, Sophia Bush's name is in the credits, even though she doesn't appear in this episode. Oh, it is. Like. <laughs> I never noticed that. I was waiting for it. That's why I got silent for a second. And it's so funny. I think I even said this in the po- in our actual episode, but like. Peyton's driving down that street, but it, it goes nowhere. It goes into the water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, this whole thing right here. Jerry, this... we need to go. And we need to, like, stand in the spot. Uh, obviously. And for a long time and take it all in. <laughs> I want to go back. It's bound to happen. Did you see the part where Junk was talking about how, like, oh, Peyton's just naked on the webcam all the time? Yeah. Oh, this is a 16-year-old girl. Yep. Oh, Karen. Totally not pregnant. <laughs> 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 like, in real life, like, more... It's funny, like, you know, we finished season three and <laughs> Karen is pregnant. Moira Kelly is, though. Yeah. Gosh, remember when remember when Haley was the manic pixie dream girl? <laughs> <laughs> this is so inconsistent with the Haley we know now. It's not that Haley can't be funny, but like the way that she's like the quirky best friend here is always so interesting to me. Yeah, it's like they didn't know these characters yet between what mm-hmm. we said about Peyton earlier and then this now with Haley. Right. But I love the coziness of this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I meant to ask, because uh, they were they just brought up the Winter of Our Discontent. Did you ever finish reading that book? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Like, this is too much. <laughs> it is. I have read Julius Caesar. <laughs> yeah, a long time school. ago. And the line that we missed is, like, uh, Haley saying... Like, oh, I wasn't looking for that book specifically, but, uh, because it would have been a Joey Loves Dawson scenario, so that's establishing, hey, this is not Dawson's Creek. Yeah, yeah. Despite being filmed in the same location. <laughs> Aw, Keith. Little sight for sore eyes. He's back. We missed him. Mm. Whitey actually closes the blinds. Like, this is so illegal. (laughs) I don't think I ever noticed that he closes the blinds before. How terrible. I'm laughing, but it's it's terrible. Oh my god. I love it. You never popped open a flask at your at your place of work after hours, (laughs) of course. (laughs) 
<laughs> I did once, this is an office party, so it didn't count, but I did, like, have a glass of wine while sitting at my desk one time, but it was okay, because it was a party. <laughs> yeah, see, that's appropriate. <laughs> because I wanted to be like, hey, look at me, I'm at my desk drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a picture of me doing that, too, actually. Oh, that's funny. I love it. <laughs> okay, so they're established background right here. Mm-hmm. About Dan Zambian on the birth certificate. This is the start of something. Mm-hmm. It's the start of something new. I miss these two. Ugh, we're at a point where like we're not seeing this again. So <laughs> it's so nice to see these moments between Keith and Whitey. It's such a beautiful friendship. Oh, Karen and Keith are just friends. Mm-hmm. This pilot's pretty brilliant. Now that I'm like looking back on it, like I was like setting up these subtle details just in casual conversation. Pilot's really good with backstory. Mm-hmm. It's not the greatest pilot I've ever seen. No, it's not my favorite pilot either, but it's it's decent. Mm-hmm. Is this your boyfriend sucks? Ew. I don't want to look at this guy. <laughs> I was making a reference, the person that Peyton was photoshopping is the show's creator. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta say, I listened to the audio commentary for this episode, like, on the DVDs. I tried not to watch it, because I wanted to be, like, you know, I wanted my reactions to be organic. But the way this guy is, like, so obsessed with himself is just sickening. He's like, oh, look, that's me there. Oh, look, there's my credit in the name. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's very cringe. But anyway, I don't want to dwell on that. I can't stand seeing a mean Nathan. I know. It's like, can we get over these episodes, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just the fact that you even called Peyton a bitch. It's like, oh, like, my Nathan Scott would never do this. But I guess they just had to show extremes you know like in order to mm-hmm. show him change and be a good guy like they had to show this extreme version mm-hmm. and he does change though he does and that's what makes that so brilliant i love the directing in this moment with the the light hitting oh hitting. yeah oh that was great great directing Oh, look at those little, uh, look at that icon. Iconic. (laughs) 
why would they be sitting that close to each other? <laughs> you kind of wonder that, right? They know like Nathan, who... Nathan and Lucas? Yeah. I mean... Isn't there I, tension I like they... between them? Yes. I don't, I don't know. I feel like they've exi- they've coexisted for so long to the point where they, it's just so easy for them to ignore each other. I guess so. Seems a little weird to me, though. But also, too, just for the direction of it, too, the show, like, look at these kids. They go to the same school. <laughs> it's probably just to keep them in the same shot, too. That line right there with Whitey saying playing at a bank job, I feel like it's like there's some subtle classism there. Yeah, I don't really understand that. Just talking about like, hey, all of you kids are poor. And and also, like, let's keep that in mind, too. Most of the Rivercourt kids are kids of color, too. So say like, oh, they're probably playing a robbery. Like, ugh, it just doesn't sit right with me. Also, he's a coach and... Presumably a teacher, too. Like, they don't get paid a lot, so I don't really know where that's coming from. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, other than, you know, casual racism that was prevalent, like, it's prevalent today, too, but definitely 2003. Skills? You love skills. Same. I can't wait till we get to um, more of skills. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> You're one of my best friends. Are you skills because the amount of screen time you got <laughs> says otherwise and it is sad <laughs> i know this is a totally different house <laughs> it is that's actually... right like what is that is that a sunroom like why did they get a sunroom i know do they have a back door does he have a back door in his room That's a good question. I didn't say one. No, there's no door. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be on the other side? Like to the right? No, that would make sense though, because the way it was, uh, the way the room was positioned, yeah. like the room was small. I love uh, the porch or like sitting on the stairs right outside these scenes with Karen and Lucas. Like they're yeah. always so good. Do they do this a lot? I don't remember seeing other scenes where they do this. I know there was like a swing on the front porch where they sat and talked before. Yes. I feel like there's, there's been a few. I, I definitely remember like the swing on the front porch. Yeah. yeah. 
but I don't remember scenes like this, like with their hair blowing in the winds. Yeah, it is windy. <laughs> Karen is beautiful. <laughs> Can I just say that real yeah, quickly? Yeah, she is. <laughs> She was like our age, although maybe like a slightly older. Caitlin, stop. You're not allowed to talk like that. Just like, that's rude. I know. <laughs> I think she was a little older than us, though, actually. <laughs> but still. Just by a few years. Yeah. and show it off as alpha maleness it seems mm-hmm. this is one of many scenes like this oh boy money bags I only know the name of the song because of the <laughs> because of the subtitles <laughs> I can't say I'm familiar with us. Remember when Tim was just a regular jerk and not like comic relief? Uh-huh. I definitely prefer him as a comic relief, though. Definitely. That line right there, okay. What do you want other than my girlfriend or my spot in the lineup? Like, how do you know that Lucas wants your girlfriend, Nathan? I know. Where did that come from? <laughs> my girlfriend sure as hell doesn't want you. Like, we the audience know this, but when was there ever a moment where Nathan, like, says, ooh, like, he's looking at my girl? <laughs> I guess it was just a scene that we didn't see? <laughs> But I'm pretty sure, like, it's in, it's canon in One Tree Hill that Lucas and, um, I almost said Hillary, Lucas and Peyton's first conversation is at the car when her car breaks out. I'm pretty sure that is supposed to be their first conversation ever. Yeah. Oh, here we have Lucas and his manic pixie dream girl best friend. (laughs) 
I feel like the Haley now would know it's a murder of crows <laughs> and not a flock of crows. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> she's Tudor girl. She knows things. And that was supposed to be what the show was going to be called. Mm-hmm. An unkindness. It was actually ravens. just supposed to be called Ravens, yeah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. the Ravens, but. And it was originally developed as a feature, yeah. not a television show. I really like Peyton's aesthetic here. <laughs> I feel like she always gives off, like, a badass, like, you know, rocker chick vibe, but, like, I feel like that kind of, like, dwindles away as the seasons go on. Yeah, it does. Keith looks good, all greased up. I understand my joy had a crush on him. Mm Mm-hmm. I see it. Honestly, Paul, too. Oh, yeah. I remember watching this show as a teen that would be like, they're so old. (laughs) 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 They're really not. (laughs) Now I look at people like Chad, I'm like, you're you're all babies. (laughs) (laughs) I know they are. They're still attractive, like, legal babies, but still babies, nonetheless. <laughs> People are less likely to go for. <gasps> so iconic. We get this latent scene. Yep. So, fun fact, uh, where Chad sings that lyric, that's, that lyric, uh, that's me inside your head. Um... Originally, they were going to, like, be able to get the song for free because Chad was just supposed to say the lyrics, but because he sang it, they had to actually pay for the rights of the song. Really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Just for that, like, one little second bit right there. Oh, my God. Nervous cough. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it said on the subtitles? No, but it's just, that's what it was. <laughs> you know what's funny about this? Because, you know, we just finished, like, rapid season three. The fact that, like, she's talking to Nathan and she's like, oh, it sucks to be you. But now, but then in season three, she does call Nathan and Nathan does actually come and help her yes. in that instance. So I feel like that illustrates very well, like how far Nathan has come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you're totally right. Talk to her here. I had no idea like Nathan even talked to her here. Or I forgot at the very least.
Which of them is older and which of them actually is younger? I'm pretty sure Craig is older. But you'd have to fact check that. Craig Schaffer was April 23rd, 1960, his birthday. Yep, that is correct, because uh, Paul Johansson's birthday is January 26, 1964. Oh, yeah, I thought so. Oh, there's a line. Yes. God, why are guys such jerks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Chad's arms look really good in this scene. Chad always looks good. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, but I just feel like his arms are like really big in the pilot. Like he does have nice arms, like you know, year round, of course. But I feel like I don't know. Maybe he worked out a little bit more, like prior to this episode. Maybe. <laughs> See, that's a Brooke Davis answer. I feel like, no, I feel like that's a Peyton answer, because the way she, like, plays it off, like, sex, I'm good at sex. <laughs> I feel like she, I, I feel like know. Hillary would deliver it differently today, though. She would say something like, oh, um, I've been told I'm a great at sex. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a bad impression, but I feel like Hillary would deliver it differently with, like, later season Peyton. Yeah. What does that line even mean? Maybe that's the point. I I don't know. Like, that he wants to get to know her? I'm not sure. Maybe. Like, I feel like it's supposed to set something up, but the delivery is just kind of weird to me. Oh, man, I don't know. I can't imagine how Lucas must feel seeing oh, yeah. him. And I really want to know, like, did... I mean, it wouldn't surprise ah. me if the answer is yes. What? The basketball. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's so pretty. I was listening to the Drama Queens episode on this, and I don't know if they're talking about this scene or if they're talking about the opening, like the very first scene of the pilot. But that's apparently not Chad. It is a sand in. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why, though. Probably because they didn't want to pay Chad to, like, walk across the bridge. <laughs> Which, uh, that's fair, honestly, I think. No. I think that's dumb. That should be Chad. Come on. Yeah, I know, but, like, I mean, just imagine being the actor in that situation. Like, really? You're, like, nobody's going to be able to tell that it's me, and you just want to film me walking across a bridge? Like, I feel like I would be the person just going to stand in for me. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Especially, like, you know, we know, like, they worked really long hours on this show. Like, sometimes 18-hour days. So I'd be like, yeah. Man, I got it. wait for the perfect 
sunrise or sunset, whatever that was. Oh, yeah. Yes. Was meant to oh, be I sunset, love Karen here. I guess. This is the scene. The only Karen who deserves rights. <laughs> How dare you? I should stop like, trying to mimic the audio because it probably won't be 100% in sync with <laughs> the listeners behind <laughs> his back. Anything you say might detract from the pleasant cordial side you see now, girl! <laughs> You're wonderful. I wonder the last time they talked before this. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Also, that scene that Karen, uh, that Karen just said, that's the scene that Moira Kelly auditioned with. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. And here's the nipple ring. That we never see again, right? <laughs> I think we see it in the finale of season one. <laughs> and then we just never see it again after that. I think we just missed the line where Dan says, I didn't know I had a daughter. That's a Brooke part. That is a Brooke line right there. <laughs> no, what were they trying to make Peyton be? It's interesting. <laughs> I have a little bit of space for it, though, because they're still trying to figure out who the characters are and everything. Yeah. And we do get to see Brooke Davis deliver that line in the uh, Switched Perspectives episode. <laughs> True. <laughs> so it's kind of brilliant in that regard. <laughs> That's cute. I love, like, Joy does such a good job, like, playing, like, this quirky best friend. I wish we could have seen more of this throughout the series. Yeah, I think it works, because she's funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I still love Haley as she is now. Oh, this little montage right here is used in the, uh, not montage, but like this little moment where Haley just walks out. Um, that's used in a flashback from the, in the season two finale. Yeah, you're right. It's fun talking about this with spoilers. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's like, these are all the stuff that we can talk about now? What? <laughs> Are you gonna be my girl? That's late. Yeah, remember leaving the house at 11.30 p.m., Caitlin? <laughs> In high school? <laughs> Even as an adult? <laughs> like, what? I mean, I was definitely leaving the house or stuff like that. No, not in high school. More so in my early 20s. I was, like, too, like, 
I don't think I ever left at a ten or eleven thirty. It had to have been earlier than that. <laughs> In my twenties, though, I was more wild. My teens, I was like too like straight laced. <laughs> Nowadays, I'm like eleven thirty. I'm I'm either in bed or getting ready for bed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so we get the so the moment that we just missed right there. Uh, Peyton is like totally fine with uh, Nathan and Lucas competing for her. Apparently, why I don't know, but it's weird. Yeah, you. I feel like they needed to build up this jealousy thing more. Like we yeah. didn't get to like Nathan didn't get to see Lucas and Peyton together or anything so oh yeah i mean i'm not just talking about that i'm talking about the fact that like peyton just doesn't even fight back about the fact that yeah like oh like you win he wins me if he wins oh like (laughs) shouldn't she be questioning that it's really concerning (laughs) it just shows what kind of people wrote the show it's not, if, there was a, if there was women, like, there's not even a woman directing this episode. It's a man writing and directing it. And somebody, somebody there would be like, yo, uh, this isn't cool. <laughs> nope, says a lot, though. I think I remember even thinking this back when I watched this episode. I'm like, wait, she's okay with this? <laughs> and I've seen Mouth and Jimmy all, like dressed up for this occasion I know (laughs) (laughs) it stinks that we didn't get to see more of the mouth and Jimmy scenes like after the second episode like that's it right Mm -hmm. I think that's part of why his return in season 3 is very effective though yeah. How, like, Mouth forgets all about him, and so does us, the audience. So I'm like, I feel two ways about it. But it would be nice to at least see, like, a developed friendship, you know? Yeah, I remember we talked about that in our actual episode. Mm-hmm. That it, it makes the story later on make sense, but for my own selfish reasons, I wish we got to see more of them. <laughs> yeah. They could have still done the same thing by, ha- by, like, having him, like, written off the show just randomly, but it would be nice to see... More of him. And a lot of it, ha- didn't a lot of it have to do with the fact that Colin Fickus, like, couldn't move to North Carolina? No, he he's from North Carolina, isn't he? I don't know about now, but I, I think they mentioned this in Drama Queens, because I think he had, uh, he would have had to move to North Carolina for this, and he wasn't willing to do that, so they said, okay, well, we can't do this then, or something. No, I think he's based okay. in North Carolina. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Fact check us, listeners, please. They they just, I mean, they weren't giving him enough work. So, like. Maybe that's what it is. He had to, like, move out to L.A. where it's like, hey, I have to move out to L.A. where there's, like, actual opportunities to get actual jobs. Yeah, I can't really remember exactly what they said. It's not worth saying in North Carolina for this, where I'm only in, like, two scenes. I wonder how much he was getting paid per episode at this point, too. Because I believe um, Lee and 
Colin are like the local, were like local actors in North mm. Carolina because they were in various things that were filmed there. Oh. Nathan doesn't even say anything to Peyton. It's like... <laughs> he just says, oh, he won you. I'll be seeing ya. Are you. <laughs> Are you getting the chills up your spine, mm-hmm. Caitlin? <laughs> there is a tide in the affairs of men. <laughs> this is from the winter of our discontent, right? Or. Is that? No, this is from Julius Caesar. Oh! Yeah, because that's what Karen said earlier. Yes, you're right. Punkin' Disorderly. (laughs) (laughs) That website doesn't exist anymore. She just has a webcam and just people just watch her for whatever reason now. She doesn't even have a website, <laughs> it seems. Also, I just noticed the website is fallencheerleader.com or something. I never saw that before. Where was that? The, if you look at like the website URL at the top of the screen like at the top of the screen um, on the web page, it says like fallencheerleader.com or something. And here's Lucas is on, uh, is in the gym, and the river cord is empty. Wow. Wow. That is, is a, right. bl- <laughs> a blast from the past. Honestly, I haven't seen that in a few years, which is crazy to think. Yeah. It's it's very interesting to see the show, like, have a very indie movie feel, because the show's, like, very well lit and bright now. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, like, I feel like Hillary mentioned this a at that point like at this point they were trying to be eight mile or something (laughs) she did mention that before yeah because like this looks like an indie film for sure like it looks very dark kind of like a gritty feel edgy (laughs) like a gritty feel yeah i can dig it but i do like the well-lit shit that we get later on i mean the vibe (laughs) definitely changes Mm -hmm. (laughs) in season two for sure Right, but I, I, I just still can't believe that 20 years later, here we are. 
I yeah, I can't even process that it was twenty years ago. <laughs> really, like that's that's wild. Oh, but it's a great celebration, and I'm glad I'm here. I know, same. It was fun to revisit that, and I'm excited for what's to come. We will be launching our episodes on season four in just a few days, starting on Tuesday, September twenty sixth. Yes, it's going to be so excited, and we'll be releasing episodes bi-weekly from then. It's been a long summer break, but we are ready to dive in. And uh, thank you for listening to this uh, commentary episode of Always and Forever. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at alwaysothpod. You can also email us at alwaysothpod at gmail.com. That is alwaysothpod. Always and Forever is also on Patreon. You can support us over on patreon.com slash always OTHpod to gain access to our Discord server where you can chat with us and other listeners. We're talking about all kinds of fun things on there about different TV shows, books, of course, One Tree Hill, drama queens, like all of it. Also on Patreon, we have bonus episodes. So we comment on the Drama Queens podcast with our royal review. We also have spoiler spoiler full mini episodes coming your way and of course our movie podcast which is baker soundstage and last month we released an episode on freaky friday which was also the 20th anniversary this year china kamari had a big year in 2003 didn't even realize that (laughs) but if you can't support us on patreon we know like Financial times are rough right now. You could also leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us, please only leave us five-star reviews. We do not want anything less. (laughs) 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 If you want to give us a lower review, just email us, talk to us, like, you know, we'll chat about it, but literally, don't give us anything less than a five-star review, (laughs) because... We need the reviews. And that's the easiest way to support us and to help One Tree Hill fans new and old find us. And if you leave us a review, we may read it on the show, but only if it's five stars. Only if it's five stars. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I can if I've driven that home enough. <laughs> five stars, people. Five stars. <laughs> anyway, who are you? Where can people find you? I'm Caitlin Elinich. You can follow me on Twitter at Miss I Reads. And I'm Jeremy Rodriguez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Rodriguez Jeremy. And we'll, we'll be, seeing, be ya. seeing ya. That was almost good. We did it. I think so. <laughs>